Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. It is our first episode of 2022. We're thrilled to be back. Um, It's been a crazy last month. I guess December was probably the craziest uh, month for me and Katie. We were just kind of chatting before we jumped on and um, we just want to give you guys a little update before we jump into this episode. Um, This episode is going to be a great one just in general. Katie actually came up with um, just the theme for today, and it's um, how to balance truth and love, and it's coming from a godly perspective. But before then, we kind of just wanted to jump in and give you guys an update of what's been going on in our lives. Um, for me personally, I moved, I helped my parents move to Texas. They're there now, I'm living right outside of Dallas, about 30 minutes outside of Dallas in Plano, Texas. So big transitions, um, still working at the gym and doing all of that stuff, and um, really just, you know, trying to set up this year just to be a year of a lot of growth, Um, not just, you know, financially or physically or whatever, um, but spiritually. And I was just kind of thinking over that, Um, you know, with the new year, it makes you kind of sit back and reflect on what, um, you know, what goals you have in mind or just places that you want to um, go. And for me, I was just thinking of like places that I want to go in the sense of um, spiritual development and how, Um, God has really been refining and challenging me and um, just pushing me to grow in areas that I didn't necessarily realize. Um, So, but, you know, things have been challenging. I was telling Katie that I've been, you know, anxious with all this change, but God, um, you know, she just reminded me like God is so faithful and his plan is so perfect. And just, you know, remembering that and remembering um, that God is always faithful. But um, yeah, so a lot of change has been going on. Um, I was having car issues, but then I got a new car. So God bless me with Woo! that on Christmas. <laughs> so what did you little, get? I'm, I'm um, curious. I, <laughs> I got an Audi A4, like a oh, used one. Those are amazing. So, I love yeah, so I, I'm so blessed. But yeah, I was having a ton of car issues for like a month on top of my parents moving and all that stuff. Um, so and God just came through and mm. provided um, just a really good deal there. So I was yeah. super happy awesome. and kind of got rid of a car that was no longer, um, you know, just giving me a lot of stress and all that. stuff. Mm. So but that's pretty much what's been going on. Um, not a ton. I did move in with my best friend and her husband. So that's been really cool. Um, I guess I'm a grown up now because I've been living with my parents for a long time, um, which is always amazing because my parents are basically my best friends. So, um, so yeah, but that's kind of what's been going on in my realm. What's new with you? Tell me. Oh my goodness. Well, last, (laughs) last time we recorded, I believe I was saying I'm getting married in two weeks or something like that. And to kind of give a little synopsis of what happened, we all got sick. We didn't know what it was. We all got mm-hmm. tested for COVID. We came back positive. And my mom got a really bad case of COVID pneumonia and went into the hospital two days before the wedding date, which was um, supposed to be December 10th. And so we just really prayed about it and we're like, what do we do? And really felt led to just postpone it. I mean, at mm-hmm. one point I was really afraid 
my mom wouldn't even make mm-hmm. it. So at that moment, yeah. kind of the last thing we were thinking about was getting married. Then we just said, we'll postpone it. We need right. to make sure she's healthy. Mm-hmm. So she has been recovering really well and praise God, we have a new wedding date. We're getting married in the spring. And so to just put it lightly, December was a very, very challenging mm-hmm. month, not only from the perspective of just like health and um, unpredictability right. when it came to just like, is my mom going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? Because my family was sick mm-hmm. and um, just mm-hmm. all of the unknowns and then having to cancel our wedding was just emotionally very disturbing, yeah. honestly, because we had right. this in our mind that we were getting married and two days before we're like, we're not getting married. So that mm-hmm. was very challenging and hard, very hard to get through. But honestly, yeah. I have no idea what I would have done without without God, without his promises and really keeping focus, just staying focused on that. It was right. interesting because he knew exactly what I needed. I started reading through the Psalms even before I got sick. And it was during the time when my mom was in the hospital. She was in the hospital for almost two weeks and it was Mm. just this unknown. And we were, my whole family was just distraught. And I was reading through the Psalms and just God's promises and how David Mm. was crying out to God. And it was like, I didn't know how to pray or what to do. But in that time, Mm -hmm. I was just reading through the Psalms and it was like God was Mm -hmm. giving me a way to pray to him and exactly the words that I needed. Um, And it was just, even though it was so hard to get through, I look back and I'm like, I have no idea what I would have done without God, without my family, without Jake, without this support, like this really strong Christian circle that God has blessed me with. And I'm just so thankful. And so many people were praying for us and those prayers were answered. I truly believe because she made a miraculous turnaround at one point. Mm -hmm. And I um, also have just felt a lot of peace in the replanning process of our wedding and Mm -hmm. a renewed perspective. So even though it was like probably one of the hardest months in my entire life with all of the factors yeah. that played a role in, in it, I thought I was going to be moving in with my then, you know, or I thought my husband, I thought I was going to have a husband. That didn't happen. Yeah. I thought I was going to be <laughs> moving into our apartment. That didn't happen. So my yeah. living situation is different. Um, I thought we were going on our honeymoon. That didn't happen. I thought that there were all these things that are going to yeah. happen and none of them happened. But you know, yeah. in hindsight and also looking forward, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. I'm so um, like, just, right. oh gosh, praise God. My mom's alive. Praise God. Like for right. all of the people that were praying and um, that we can move forward kind of with this renewed perspective and excitement yeah. for our new date. And I already have seen the fruit. This is something I would like to, on another episode, probably this year, just talk about like the fruit of getting through hard times with your loved ones and with your family or your significant other. And in this case, it was my fiance, uh, Jake, and it really has brought us closer together. And so through all of this, um, I'm grateful. And that is my perspective moving into 2022 is trusting in the Lord. He put it on my heart to have a verse for the year and a word like Sometimes I just like praying and reflecting, like, what God are you putting on my heart for this year? And it's trust and trust in the Lord with Mm. all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. So what does that mean? 
And so I've really been reflecting upon that and trying to think about how do I apply that in my 2022. And sometimes that's a moment by moment. Sometimes that's a day by day. Sometimes that's surrendering my my calendar to him and my plans and all these different things that I want to do and really asking him, what do you have for my 2022? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Yeah. December was definitely a crazy, I can't even complain with, you know, all the things that you guys experienced in Mm. December as a family. I mean, it was a lot. So especially when your loved ones get sick, I mean, you just, you just don't know how things are going to go. And we were talking about too, like our parents are getting older. So, you know, it's just, you know, your mom was bathed in prayer and, you know, I'm so grateful that God, um, you know, has kept her here and it kind of just gives you like a, almost like a new appreciation for your family, which, you know, oh, you just get so used to them being there. You're just thinking they're always going to be here and I that's know. not the case. So I know. I know people don't like talking about it, but that's the harsh reality of, you right. know, of life. Um, right. so I'm so grateful. Um, and like you said, you know, God's already given you so much peace through um, mm-hmm. this time. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just like, it's true, going through hardship only brings you closer to, it either can push you away from God or bring you closer to God. And um, for you and Jake and your family, I know Mm -hmm. it really did bring you guys closer um, just together as a family, but also um, in your walk with the Lord too. So I think that Mm -hmm. that is awesome. And obviously I'm so grateful that you're here and your mom's here and, um, you know, you guys got a new wedding date. So that is exciting. So, Mm -hmm. and that will be coming up pretty quick. So that's good. I know under two months. So pretty exciting. Yay. Yeah. A new countdown now. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. 2.0. I know. It's It's so funny, but you know what? It's like even more exciting, I think. Um, so that's the perspective that I have moving forward. And it's kind of cool too. Just it happened to be that I talked to several people right after this happened that were like, oh, I had to postpone my wedding. It was oh, terrible. Yeah. And so it's like mm-hmm. God put these people in my life to like kind of sympathize with me and just be like, hey, well, yeah, I had to, understand. you know, we had to redo everything. And I'm like, and they had a hundred yeah. or 200 people, whereas we just Jeez. have family. So it's yeah. not even that big of a deal to reschedule. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's been challenging, but at the same time, it's like, Right. So much less challenging than so many other people right. had in 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're very grateful. Yeah. Very grateful. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to give you guys a little update on kind of what's been going on because we haven't recorded in um, oh a gosh, over a month now. So yeah, we did some pre-recordings and then um, I reposted an old episode. I was trying to repost actually the episode with Jake and my brother, um, yeah. Dom, but I, I cannot find the original audio oh, anywhere. No. Yeah. So I'm like, are you kidding me? So I have no idea where it's at. So I reposted a different one that was the first episode of last year is the one mm. that I redid or, or re um, yeah. shared, I guess. Um, yeah. So, but still, that was a great episode um, yeah. last year. We'll have to have them back on. Yes. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, and then my brother actually just got engaged uh, on the first. So he's engaged. Everyone's kind of making that transition it's funny when you mm-hmm. start getting into your 30s and literally everyone it gets married so <laughs> so, so many like engagement announcements over yeah the holidays i was like so many people i knew or babies yeah or whatever yes so, yeah. yeah oh we love it's the a babies lot of fun things. yeah yes definitely yeah. 
Um, yeah. So like we said today, we're going to be talking about balancing love and truth mm-hmm. and um, just a biblical perspective um, coming from there. And it really seems when we were kind of like, you know, bringing our notes together, I was mm-hmm. reading some like commentaries um, and just kind of just trying to get, like grasp this concept of um, how to speak truth and love and what that actually means. And it kind of seems like in this day, day and age that if you are not extremely tolerant, you're it's like hate speech. You're considered mm-hmm. hateful. And it kind of seems like we're addicted to tolerance as a society. And I think mm-hmm. the reason why we are is because we don't want standards. We don't want to be held to God's standard. Our sin nature doesn't want to be held to God's standard. So it's easier to be tolerant and to mm-hmm. say that there's no hard truth when you can't actually say that there's no hard truth because mm-hmm. then you're saying that that's a hard truth. So I was listening, right. or I was reading this commentary and that's exactly what they were saying. They're like, you can't actually have one without the other. You can't say that there is no truth and that is a truth, you know? So I was like, oh, that's a good perspective. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. it, it is, it's interesting. And it, it it's interesting to think about that, um, you know, in today's day and age, especially I feel like my generation and our generation just in general is like obsessed with tolerance and what is right for you that may not be right for me, but what mm-hmm. is right for you is right for you. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. So we have a couple questions and we'll kind of go further into that, but, um, yeah. you know, is there such yeah. thing as a single universal truth? And we know mm-hmm. that there is, because we know that there's the Bible and religion and, you know, this connection with God. So right. what are your thoughts there? Yeah. I think starting this out, really the first thought that came to my mind when I was thinking about this, there have been some various sermons and just things in the in the word that I've been studying and was on my mind because right. I think a lot of times in our society, like you said, we have your truth, my truth. Well, mm-hmm. essentially what you're saying is that I determine whatever truth is. And right. that's putting myself as God. And so right. if we are saying that there is no objective truth, we're really denying the fact that there is an all-powerful knowing God. So essentially what we're saying is that we are on the same level as God. And what we've right. seen a trend in is this kind of like trendy narcissism where it's all about me, my truth, my mm-hmm. purpose, my this, my that. Everyone does have a unique purpose, but it's a God-given purpose. Right. It's not a me purpose that I determine myself because I'm not God. I mean, we're constantly told in the word that human wisdom, even the smartest individuals pale in comparison with God. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you just step Mm -hmm. outside, you look at the beauty of, of nature and creation and you're like, wow. You look at a baby being born, you're like, wow, Mm -hmm. there is no way I can even begin to understand how the Grand Canyon was formed or a baby is formed in a mother's womb. So how can I determine what truth is when I'm not the creator? So, you know, there's this trend in society too about, well, loving someone is promoting what they do. Um, Mm -hmm. and which is just completely false. You can love Mm -hmm. every single person as a sinner and fall short. And we're called to love that person as God, love the individual, right? Not love necessarily their, or promote their lifestyle. That's absolutely, you love someone, but it doesn't mean that you agree with everything they do. I don't agree with everything that anyone does. Um, yeah. 
we're all different. And, you know, I have my sins and my shortcomings, and I hope that someone loves me enough to call that out in my own life. And so there's this disconnection um, between our society and what they say love is and what actually love is. And sometimes love is speaking the truth, even Mm -hmm. when it is not comfortable. Um, So we wanted to dive into, you know, just a couple of questions about it and the single universal Mm -hmm. truth, like the first question we asked, well, if you Mm -hmm. call yourself a Christian, you absolutely believe that there's a single universal truth and we can't just pick Mm -hmm. and choose what we like about God and about the Bible and call ourselves uh, God following people. Do we surrender to God or we just believe right. in God? Because there's a difference. If we're just believing right. in him without surrender, he's not the the leader of our life. We're just right. following our emotions or our, or our sin nature or what's trendy or what the world says. And we're commanded to be in the world, but not of the world. So, um, so that right. first question, I mean, obviously <laughs> if you call yourself a Christian, then are you surrendered to him? Um, but yeah. going into kind of a, I'd say where a lot of times there's disagreement is, well, aren't as Christians, are we called to be meek and humble and um, sub- like just kind of subservient to others? Or where right. does confrontation and speaking truth fit in here? I mean, how can we right. navigate that? Right. Yeah. And I think with this um let me see what am i trying to say (laughs) i think with speaking truth there's always a good way and a bad way to do it um and it's coming you have to come from this place of um humility and of truly loving the person not Mm -hmm. proving that you're right and their you know their beliefs are wrong and i think a lot of the times with christians we get on this high horse thinking that we are (laughs) so holy and that we have Mm -hmm. to correct everyone around us. And that's not the case. The way that people's lives were changed from following Jesus and seeing him is for, they were changed through his love, his love, his true deep love for everyone around him. And in some of your notes, you were saying Jesus sat with sinners. He wasn't Mm -hmm. with the Pharisees. He wasn't with all the high priests and all those people. He was sitting with sinners in their sin and showing them that this is the right way to do things. And he was doing it out of love and he was doing Mm -hmm. it from a place of compassion um, in order to build up the people around him, not to correct them. And yes, he condemned sin, but he was doing it from a place of love. And also you wrote down, um, uh, discernment, discerning whether someone is receiving what you are trying to mm-hmm. uh, communicate to them. And only the Holy Spirit does that. They are the ones, you're just the vessel and the Holy Spirit is the one right. who moves and speaks and intercedes for um, for the Lord to speak to that person. And I think sometimes as Christians, we think that we have this um, control and this ability to save others when we truly don't. Right. Um, <laughs> It, it is it is the Lord and it's we're just called to live out his truth and to be loving and to be kind and to um you know speak basically against what the world is saying. We're supposed to be opposite of the world. And through that people will notice the difference. But through love is where people their hearts will be changed and through God's love right. and that true like agape um right. love. Um right. that's where the change comes. It's not from 
you know, saying like, oh, I'm so perfect. You can have my life if you just live this way. I mean, I think that's not realistic in any type of way. Right. So, yeah, I think one thing that comes to my mind is cancel culture and how we're Mm -hmm. so quick to cancel people because they have a different opinion than us. Um, And the church should be different, right? We should look Mm -hmm. different than the world. And cancel culture is something that is so prevalent. I mean, you know, I've had I mean, I can just speak from a personal example um, and things that I've seen with people that I know, but you say one thing or they see Mm -hmm. one repost that you make with something that they don't agree with. And it's like, well, I'm unfollowing you and I don't want anything to do with you because you have a different opinion than me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Hmm, let's actually like have a conversation and let's have empathy for each other and maybe try to understand Mm -hmm. where each of us is coming from. Because if you have a biblical worldview, the world won't understand where you're coming from and that's okay. But the last thing we should do as Christians is cancel other mm-hmm. either even Christians that we don't agree with or non-Christians. Um, do we mm-hmm. speak the truth? Absolutely. If we're asked, yeah. what do you think is right and wrong? Should we respond with something that's dishonest? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. We should still mm-hmm. be truthful, but at the same time, right. um, cancel culture is not a loving thing at all. Essentially, right. you know, what I'm saying is that, okay, you, like you like you just said, this tendency to be holier than thou. Um, and yeah. I know what's best. Look how long I've been a Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm so mm-hmm. wise. I'm so knowledge, you know, all these things. Well, that's pride and that's actually a sin. And so when we are, when we have that attitude, we're looking down on someone else who God created, right. God loves dearly. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what plans God has for their life. And mm-hmm. I even think about an example of a friend that I have who used to be a non-Christian. And mm-hmm. um, she and I had – we were acquaintances. And she actually mm-hmm. s- told me one time that she really had some resentment and and um, harbored some resentment towards me because of – of some things that I said on social media or whatever it may be about Christianity. Mm -hmm. And she Mm -hmm. said, and I'm sorry because it was God actually convicting me of something. Right. But like, I look at it from the perspective of like, man, I'm so glad God gave me the grace not to just like dismiss Mm -hmm. her because she wasn't a Christian Mm -hmm. or because she didn't agree with me. And now we're actually really good friends. And so, um, yeah. And I know there's people like that, that I felt that way about whether they be family members or um, who I feel convicted maybe by the truth they're speaking, but if they did it with love, um, that is really where bridges it, there's a bridge it's not burned or you know whatever the expression yeah. is we build bridges we don't burn them down what i don't know whatever yeah um but if we have that self-righteous attitude we're doing mm-hmm. exactly what god commands us not to do and what jesus commanded right. the pharisees not to do and said man you right. can uh, i think to first corinthians and this is First Corinthians thirteen one. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others, growing out of God's love for me, then I've become only a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. In in other words, just an annoying distraction. Mm. And so we're constantly told in the Word if we have truth and we do all these amazing things and we speak prophecy and we, um, you know, cast out demons and we do all these things, but we don't have love. 
were just mm-hmm. annoying and annoying distraction. So how mm-hmm. can we, you know, thinking about that in my own life, am I, am I, you know, where do I tend to fall more on the, right. the love and, and the wrong type of love or truth without love. And we have mm-hmm. to have them intertwine and be synonymous with each other in order to effectively grow the kingdom of God. Right. Yeah. And I think if you think about some of your closest friends um, or family members, are they people who are only like gassing you up and be like, yeah, everything you do is like, right. And yes, like, that's great. That's great. Or is it the people who confront (laughs) you and are showing you that this is not right, but they're speaking Mm -hmm. in a loving way because truth is loving speaking truth and and being honest with someone when they're, you know, falling short or telling them that a lifestyle, you know, choice is not right biblically um, and all those things, that is actually what true love looks like. Being accepting and being tolerant and allowing someone to live in their sin or in their lives or in whatever it is, is not loving. That mm-hmm. is ultimately you're just saying, well, I don't care about your soul being saved. Mm-hmm. I don't care whether you go to heaven or hell um, because I'm just going to tolerate you because I'm so loving and I'm Mm -hmm. so tolerant, but being tolerant is not being loving. It's Mm -hmm. allowing someone to live in, in, in Satan's lie and not actually loving them enough to want to bring them to God's truth. That's not right. So I was like, and, and, and sometimes it's going to be awkward or sometimes it's going to be, um, uncomfortable. Um, but as Christians, like we should expect to be put in situations that are uncomfortable because mm-hmm. we're not supposed to look like the world. If we're looking mm-hmm. exactly like the world, then we're doing something wrong um, as believers. And I hope mm-hmm. that, you know, if you're listening to this, that you feel convicted in that way. Like I know when um, there's just things, even in my own life, if I share with the people that are close um, to me mm-hmm. and around me, I hope that someone would be like, Hey, Lex, like that, I don't think that that's what God wants for you. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's what God's ultimate plan is for you. Um, and whether that's, you know, Christian to Christian, or if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. and you're speaking to a non-believer. I mean, it's all different. There's different, mm-hmm. um, you know, areas, but we're all called to speak truth in mm-hmm. each other's lives. Um, and that's not right. just between Christian to Christian. I think sometimes right. um, people only think that it's just Christians to other believers, you know, in, in that community where mm-hmm. it's really it goes beyond that. If there's someone in your life that you're in close contact with, um, that is a non-believer and they're saying, you know, just lies really that are, that they believe are truth. I hope that you would stand up and show them like, this is what God actually says. And the reason why God says this is because he is, will only lead you to a place, a beneficial place Mm -hmm. where the devil wants you to think Mm -hmm. that this is a beneficial for you, whatever it is, whether Mm -hmm. it's a sin or a belief or whatever, but it's not. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's so easy to be deceived by the devil and to be so tolerant because being tolerant is really passive and it's actually really, really easy. Um, It's easy to accept everything and say, oh yes, you know, gay marriage is fine. Um, I don't know, whatever else is fine. Like, you know, doing all these things that are sinful that God Mm -hmm. has laid out in the Bible saying, no, these are sins. These are things that are only going to pull you away from me. I hope that we as Christians can, you know, 
like have the gumption to say something, but from a loving manner, it's like God loves us so much that he corrects us. And he talks about mm-hmm. that in the Bible saying, if you love your child, you correct them. You don't spoil mm-hmm. them, give them whatever they want, allow them to do whatever they want to harm themselves because they don't know what's best for them. And we are, right. as Christians, we are children. We don't know what's best for us. So that's why we have a loving father who mm-hmm. can lead us to what is best for us. And a lot of the times, and most of the time, in fact, actually 100% of the time, that's going to go against our sin nature, our normal, mm. you know, what we think is normal. And, you know, that's really kind of just some things that I was thinking about as you were speaking. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. And the lie of Satan is to have us think that the Bible is outdated, that right. the Bible does not apply. And that is so crafty because it's, Mm -hmm. yes, the Bible, some of these stories are very old. Um, Some of them happened thousands of years ago. So yes, there's Mm -hmm. like some truth to the fact that it did happen a long time ago, but the lie, you know, half a half truth or a partial truth is not the truth. Um, It's a lie. It does apply. And that's one thing too, that I think is often confused in the Bible. You know, individuals who maybe haven't studied the Bible, I've never heard this from someone who actually has studied the Bible, but someone who um, has has not studied the Bible says, well, you know, there's polygamy and there was, you know, people were stoned for doing this. And you have to Mm -hmm. remember there's descriptive and there's prescriptive in the Old Testament talking Mm -hmm. about a story, what happened, but it never, Mm -hmm. never is there a place in the Bible that says polygamy is a good thing. Never is there a place in the Bible that says that murdering someone is a good thing. And, you know, talking about David and Bathsheba and what he did, that's a description to give Mm -hmm. us the bigger picture of revealing God's character, showing Mm -hmm. how okay, he can take murderers and turn them into some of the greatest. I mean, think about Paul, some of the greatest missionaries. And so it's like, a lot of times I think that's something we have to remember is when you're reading a story in the Bible, the context Mm -hmm. of it. And so I mean, perfect example, taking verses out of context, like the tattoo verse in the Old Testament, Leviticus, where that literally had nothing to do with the fact that someone had it has nothing to do with the fact that people get tattoos now. You have tattoos. Right. I have tattoos. Um, it's not a yeah. sinful thing. In the Old Testament, it was specifically talking about those who were tattooed worshiping the devil or worshiping like yeah. evil spirits. So anyways, that's yeah. one that we could dive into at some point and kind of um, maybe take some of the most misunderstood verses. And you have to look Ooh, at that verses. Would be good. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Misunderstood okay. verses or misapplied. Um, I think the tattoo one is super prevalent. I think that mm-hmm. a lot of times too, um, some of the verses talking about um, just judgment and um, mm-hmm. well, anyways, we can dive into that or, or Romans eight twenty eight talking about all things work to good or I can do all things through yeah. Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. A that, lot of these verses, one. yeah, are taken out of context, and that's the thing too. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, Individuals are like, well, the Bible's outdated because it mm-hmm. talks about plural marriage and and slavery. Mm-hmm. No, it was a historical. Mm-hmm. You have to realize a lot of these are right. historical documents that give an understand or give us the perspective of what was happening. And so, right. um, you know, when we're looking at the word, it needs to be read in context, and then those truths apply in every aspect of our life. And one thing that's important to remember is that Jesus was the live is 
is the living God, right? It's three, three mm-hmm. in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so Jesus mm-hmm. was um, and is God in human flesh. And so what yes. did he do? Well, we can look at, for example, the woman at the well, and he mm-hmm. was loving, compassionate. She was a sinner. Mm-hmm. She, you know, and he called that out and he said that, but yet mm-hmm. he wasn't, he didn't say, and therefore you're condemned forever. It was, mm-hmm. here's your sin. Now go mm-hmm. and sin no more. So there's always right. this call to repentance. There's always this call mm-hmm. to change, to action, um, sanctification, the process of becoming mm-hmm. more like Christ. So it's not a, you're condemned, you're going to hell. It's, right. <laughs> you know, so when we see these banners of some of these churches that are just like, here's the truth, you're going to hell. It's like, okay, you're literally that that clanging symbol that they're talking about in yeah. 1 Corinthians. Yeah. We need, mm-hmm. okay, tr- the truth is that these are God's commandments. In love is God loves you right now. Now go and right. sin no more. Like, right. let's be sanctified. Right. God wants better for you. He wants a better yeah. life now here on earth, but also he wants eternity for you. So yeah. sharing that, what is true love? It's, it's, God is love. And so living by the spirit and the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I think I hit all of them. So if we're, if we're living by the spirit, the fruit of our life will show that. And that's going to be loving and gracious and kind and slow to anger. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that sometimes as Christians, especially if you've been like a lifelong Christian, like both of us have, and we talked about our stories of when we walked away from the Lord, um, but he was still so faithful and still so loving. And we have to remember that God still will meet you wherever you're at. I think that um, this concept of being like the perfect Christian is really unattainable um obviously we're being refined by the lord by seeking a relationship with him um you know praying staying in your word building that community um you will become sanctified through that process if you um aren't growing spiritually um you know getting into a community getting into a bible study doing those things will um you know will help with that and then just really just talking to god and asking him Mm -hmm. to refine and to change you because we can't change ourselves um we just don't have the ability to we like to think that we do but just Mm -hmm. a constant reminder is that God met you exactly where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so not to, when you're speaking the truth to someone, not to come from this condemning place of that I'm so much better than you, but in this place of like, I understand, like meet that person where they're at, mm-hmm. because just remember where God met you at, where right. God, of the places that God has taken you to and taken you from, you know, we have to remember that. Um, mm-hmm. A question that I want to hit is, um, uh, can we disagree with people and love them at the same time? I think that a lot of the time in this day and age, if you're not accepting someone's lifestyle, um, say they're a non-believer, I, we use the like, um, you know, gay marriage concept a lot because I feel like the LGBTQ um, agenda is being pushed extremely hard right now, um, especially in the mm-hmm. U.S. Probably everywhere, but you know, I'm just more mm-hmm. conscious of what's going on in our nation. Um, yeah, and it's and also, not that you I, don't I think that bleeds into even like heterosexual relationships where it's very right. much even promoted to live together, to have sex right. before marriage, all of those things. It's just like, I mean, I know for myself with Jake, it's like, you're not living together. It's very like shocking to yeah. people. Um, yeah. So not to interrupt you, but to kind of add that in there as well. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. very true. And it's not that you're not loving these people who have, you know, um, 
these different lifestyles, mm-hmm. but it's being like, you know what? God has so much more for you. Mm-hmm. And this is not what he wants for your life. Mm-hmm. This is not where he wants you. He wants you at a different place. And I right. think that everyone battles different sins, but it's just yes. remembering like, you know, God still loves you no matter what you do. You're going right. to mess up. You're going to fall. Um, and I can completely disagree with someone's lifestyle, but I can love them Mm -hmm. where they're at and show them this is God's truth. And God loves you no matter what you do, nothing that you do. And you can show just all the people that, you know, walked with Christ, literally lived with him, did ministry with him and betrayed him. And guess what? God still loved him. So the fact that you can live and see Jesus and his miracles and all that stuff and still deny him is like amazing concept to me. And God, guess what? He's still, Jesus still loved his mm-hmm. disciples, even though they fell over and over and over again, and they were believers, they walked with Christ. Right. So that's like such a good example that if you're not loving someone who may have completely different lifestyle or completely different beliefs, um, then as a Christian, you're really out of line there too. Um, mm-hmm. We have to just remember that God loves us and we know our own sins. So to condemn or to judge anyone um, is completely wrong. I never want to come off in a way of like um saying that i my sin is not as great as you know mm-hmm. someone else's it's all the same right. It, it, I, right you know it's all the same but um the loving truth of like having people in your life to tell you this is not what god wants for you mm-hmm. um he wants yeah. so much more for you he wants to bless you he wants to be there for you he wants you you to trust him in every circumstance mm-hmm. and you know people will be like oh wow like you know, I think when people think of Christians, they really do think of judgmental people. Um, I've mm-hmm. talked to plenty of people who are like, you know, I don't really like religion because, you know, the Christians that I've met are really judgmental. I'm like, well, you know, that's not mm-hmm. what Christianity looks like. And people right. are people at the end of the day. We're sinful right. and we're fallen, um, right. but we're not right. holier than any anyone around no. us. Nope. Nope. And that's just something for our listeners to reflect upon what are those areas that maybe you need to work on? Do you need to be more loving or do you need to speak the truth? Like think about where, because I think we tend to fall on one side or the other a little bit more so like we tend to like gravitate towards one or the other. And so where can you be really pray about it and ask God to reveal where you um, need his spirit to lead you more effectively and to love others or to be a little bit, more bold and stand up for the truth and not to deny Christ, um, in the face of adversity or criticism. And, um, yeah, cause there have been some awkward, there have been some times I'll just say recently where, especially with getting married and I've been in situations with a lot of non-Christians and they're asking me about, Oh, you guys don't live together. And I'm like, no, we don't, you know, we're going to move in once we get married. And it's this like peppering of questions to me like well why well do you think it's wrong well what about you know and it kind of like goes down and I'm like okay the easy thing would be to be passive and to just say well you know I don't really care but you know God's called me to not do that because that would be lying and so um and so it it can be very uncomfortable and I've noticed that especially with being engaged and getting married um but really asking God to give you the strength in those situations but also with being yeah. loving too and trying to yeah. put yourself in their shoes and um, uh, have empathy for those who yeah. might be asking you questions. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I know for myself, I can have like a tendency to be judgmental. And then it's funny because you don't realize the things that you struggle with personally, yeah. the sin and the things that you struggle with um, yeah. because you're looking at other people and, and, and sometimes you just want to make yourself feel better and right. almost in a sense of like covering up what your sins are, but yeah. it's like, okay, well, you know, you, the Lord wants to speak truth into everyone's lives and um, he does that in so many different ways. Um, so yeah, I think that, you know, we just have to, it is true. It's like that balance. Usually you're kind of, you swing one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but like we were saying earlier, being tolerant is not loving. What being loving is meeting people exactly where they're at and then showing them the gospel and showing them God's love. Um, yeah. That's truly loving and help and speaking into their lives and speaking against um, the things that the world says, yeah, this is okay. Um, you know, we're not all going to get it right. I don't think that everyone is going to just, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to never sin again or whatever, right. but, um, but really it's just having people in your life that will speak truth and then being bold enough to speak truth into other, other people's right. lives because you truly love them. You want to see them in eternity um, with you in heaven. And that's really yeah. the only way we do it is through speaking mm -hmm. truth. And um, in first Corinthians 13, six, it says love rejoices with the truth. Um, mm. Those just go hand in hand um, yeah. with each other. And, you know, in the Bible, it talks a lot about love and it talks a lot about truth. Um, and those mm -hmm. things truly do go together. So, yeah. Amen. Well, good nice. place to end, but we, this yes. is a great topic and we're excited to be back at it and recording again. And we have a lot of exciting things, I think, just to talk about in this, this new year and, um, potentially yeah. have some guests and some different, yes. uh, different topics that we're, we're pumped about. So we appreciate all of our listeners and um, send in all of our love and prayers. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thanks guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye.